The Light Breakfast with Asha and Nan, brought to you by Maybank. On Under the Knife today, we share our visit to expert aesthetics practitioner Dr. Tristan Tan, who specializes in non invasive and minimally invasive procedures using laser technology at his clinic, Da Vinci Medical. Dr. Tristan, tell us about the cosmetic procedures frequently done in aesthetic clinics in Malaysia. Uh, well, one thing is that uh, because Malaysians are basically in many different races, uh, so a lot of times we are actually looking to improve our skin complexion uh, and also to improve skin texture and also to improve aging. So the general question is, uh, what can we do for our patients is that uh, we can help to improve the skin complexion, improving their textures, improving their color, also to improve, most importantly, problems that happens, uh, you know, incidentally when they are having certain problems like acne or scars or even pigmentation per se. Okay. Mm. And just in regards to sort of the West versus Asian skin, are there any significant differences in the kind of problems we see in, in Asia versus, you know, Europe? For sure, because um, Asian skin are basically a little bit more fragile. They are thinner compared to the Western. So um, a lot of times, uh, because the Western actually go through four seasons in their country sometimes, so their skin is actually a little bit different in the sense that they are more fairer as compared to Asians. So this relates to the type of treatments that we do for them. Generally, it's just say if you're using more fair treatments, uh, more fair skin patients, uh, we use uh, energy-based devices that are a little bit more uh, minimalistic and also more or less energy uh, that we can deploy for them uh, as compared to uh, Caucasians. But the important thing is that to understand the skin types and also what is the age of the patient that we want to uh, consult and also how do we um, customize these treatments for them. You talked a little bit about the most common procedures that people come in for, but then can you talk a little bit about the reasons behind it? Well, one thing is that uh, when the patient comes to us, a lot of times they are looking for uh, improving their skin conditions. So they come in with a problem. Basically, either they have uh, issues of where they are having pigmentation, or they have certain forms of skin infections like an acne, or they have some conditions where it's aging. So in this sense, we want to actually start off with a journey for them. Basically, one is to help them with a consultation to understand what is their problem first and start improving it from there. So this is what we call the corrective part of the aesthetic. So we want to improve by correcting or by improving it so that it's normalized, you know, in that sense. So when, when we have these common patients who come in for uh, aesthetic procedures, mainly they are for aging, uh, they are for improving skin color tone like pigmentation, uh, also to improve, uh, you know, to make them look younger. So in this sense, these are quite common in Malaysia for us. So would you say that probably the most common reason people come to see a doctor like you is because of confidence or self-esteem and, and that the psychological side plays a big part in making that decision to come and see a doctor like you? Uh, well, yes, definitely. In a sense, I think a lot of people is uh, looking to look better or younger, um, especially if just say they reach a certain age, like for females, um, we tend to see a lot of patients who are undergoing menopause, whereby they don't understand like suddenly why would their skin uh, look a little bit more drier or they need a little bit more improvement in hydration and they want to look for something that's more effective for them. So the previous times is that a lot of people are depending on skincare or a lot of times they depend on something a little bit more general. But uh, nowadays, I think people are looking to improve uh, in a sense to get more effective treatments in a shorter period of time. 
and also to make them look better. So for us is to uh, create this understanding for the patient to not only just to correct them, but also to enhance and to improve them in a very safe manner, uh, in a sense that it's scientifically based, in a sense it also creates effective long-term uh, safe treatments for them. Uh, but the influence actually do come a lot from uh, different age groups. Uh, now the younger millennials, they are a little bit more, uh, in a sense, they like social media, they like to take photos and videos. So they actually tend to look uh, a lot at their peers and also to try to improve themselves in that way to be the best version of themselves. So we assist in, in that sense to, to give them uh, this kind of advice first and then after that uh, to give them options to choose the right treatments for themselves at the different age groups and also to enhance like that. So you mentioned um, menopause is one of the main reasons like a woman would come to you at a certain age. What about for men? Like in nuns age bracket, why would someone like that come to see you? Well, for sure. Um, if for women who go through uh, menopause, uh, males, they go through something called andropause. Uh, they reach a certain age where the hormone declines and the aging processes start accelerating. So they do an, uh, encounter hair loss issues or uh, photo-aging issues or uh, increase in waistline where they actually look a little bit more uh, out of shape. So these are some of the conditions that we can start to prevent or uh, start giving them certain options of treatments that can help them uh, before the condition gets worse. So um, in aesthetics, what we do is that we just uh, don't treat the problems. We also can start preventing uh, aging issues. So it's just not just skin deep. It's just not about injectables. It's not about lasers. It's all about uh, internal health as well. So uh, there are certain blood tests that we can do to actually identify factors of aging. Uh, such as the testosterone hormones for men and estrogen and even progesterone for females. So all these things, they do become a holistic approach where we look into the internal aging of the patients and also the external part of where we can improve them. So yeah, men, they do have a lot of requirements as well nowadays. Things are picking up for men especially. <laughs> uh. I've heard that the best kind of tweaks are those that um, you can't see. People just look fresher more youthful, more glowing, more awake. So, you know, where's the limit to suggestions for treatments? A patient comes in and just says, I want this, this, this done. You know, how do you deal with that? Exactly. So uh, that's a very good question. One thing is that when the patient comes, basically sometimes they don't really understand what they need. So what we can actually do is that uh, we can improve the uh, basic needs of the skin. Yeah. So one thing is that uh, for what I see that's really happening now is that people are looking to improve the uh, uh, skin health. So in skin health, basically what we're looking is to, you know, to boost the skin, to improve the skin hydration quality, to improve the skin elasticity, the glow, as well as to make it as clean as possible. So these are the first few steps that we can actually uh, really uh, step up to help the patients to, to do what we call less is more and to improve the skin quality. So by doing that alone, uh, we are able to achieve uh, the youthfulness and also the natural beauty of the patient themselves. So I think that's on our part as doctors to advise the right treatments for them to start priming or start improving their skin in the first step and then moving on to other treatments in the future like that. But as a doctor, if I was coming to you and go, right, give me you know, big lips, for example, and get those injectables in. I want to have a pout like, you know, I don't know, Kim Kardashian or someone like that. <laughs> you know, okay. how would you, how do you, is there a limit there? How do you sort of manage that? Yes, for sure. We have a lot of uh, patients who come in with requests that are quite skewed. It means like they actually want to look some, 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 like somebody 
or somewhere they see from the magazine or from their phones that they want to look something like that because they feel that it's beautiful for them. Uh, but what we can do is basically to uh, enhance them in a sense that they have to look in a sense proportionate or to create that kind of symmetry that uh, actually portrays their self uh, beauty. That's the most important thing. You know, we have uh, patients with this kind of request and uh, it, we don't don't normally follow through like that because of the uh, the differences that might be created for them. Uh, however, if just say we build it up in a sense like if it's uh, natural in that way, then I think that's a more safer approach. Uh, that's the thing about people nowadays. We like to do something that is overly done, um, like fillers, for example. We can be overfilled. We can look very heavy, uh, and it might not look natural. And for themselves, it might look natural, or they like like it in that way. But as doctors, I think that's our main responsibility to tell them, no, that's not a good idea. Uh, maybe what we can do is that we share uh, certain different natural outcomes for them and let them go from there. I think that is a better and safer approach for, for us. Yeah. This morning on Under the Knife, we're sharing our visit to expert aesthetics practitioner, Dr. Tristan Tan at his clinic, Da Vinci Medical. And we asked, what are the three most important things that a person should know before even thinking about getting procedures done? Well, first thing is, uh, most importantly, is to know that the procedures that are going through are registered procedures. And also, they have uh, certain forms of uh, materials that is already uh, in the market means that like, it's safe, uh, it's basically effective, and it's also something that is uh, highly uh, reproducible in that sense. The second thing that's most important for them is to understand their financial budget to actually try to uh, go for it before attempting uh, such procedures. That's really important because not knowing is going to give them bad surprises sometimes. But if they know it and they can budget it really well, they can actually follow through really good and the results are going to be amazing. Uh, the third thing is uh, pick the right doctor who understands you, who have a real understanding of their skin and also uh, go through everything medically. Uh, don't, tr don't try any experiments with different types of uh, products and a lot of different mixtures. Yeah. Go low, go slow, it's fine, but most importantly, be safe and uh, do a journey. So it's a journey, a beauty journey. At the end of our week of Under the Knife interviews and sessions with people who have tried to look more like themselves internally by doing something on the outside, we are sharing our visit to expert aesthetics practitioner, Dr. Tristan Tantaday, who specializes in non-invasive and minimally invasive procedures using laser technology at his clinic, Da Vinci Medical. We have been talking about the fact that we were guinea pigs and right now it's time to share experience I've had a couple of ideas of things that I think can be done like over the MCO I think like a lot of people there wasn't a lot of exercise and uh, I, I found that I was putting on a lot of weight and much to my horror now that I've lost the weight I found that I've, I've got bits that you know didn't reduce along with the weight so I'm quite unhappy about what I think are jowls I don't know if you can call it that yes right so I really is there something that can be done about this well, definitely one thing is for you, when you lose volume and weight, yep. the fat component of it becomes de compressed or becomes deflated. So what you're left behind is maybe a bit of excess skin. Yeah. And uh, also, as, as we age, we lose the laxity of the muscles that supports the entire structures of the face. So what we are doing to suggest, what can I suggest for you is that uh, we can actually help to improve it by lifting okay. or by tightening. Uh, okay. So how do we do that? So the tightening comes from the muscle part which is the deeper structures of the skin. And then uh, we help to lift the skin by tightening it up. So there is a procedure uh, that we're quite good with lifting uh, for what you call a non-surgical facelift. 
uh, we use microfocus ultrasound to actually help mm. yeah to target different levels of the the skin the fat and as well as the muscles to create this uh, tightening effect so that reverses the deflation of the skin laxity okay. as well so it's very uh, in a sense doesn't have downtime and you can get the results in, in a single session also okay like and so in terms of maintenance what are we talking about well in maintenance in a lot of sense like we have to look at your uh, parts of the face that is having the issue so um, for me your lower face basically can I just uh, show you from this sure. uh, in one mm -hmm. sense yeah okay. so this is what we call the double chin area mm -hmm. or what we call mm -hmm. the submentum this is a very good area to treat first to tighten to and also to reduce the the bulk of the skin and the other part is to actually improve the for men the jawline so okay. if you're able to improve sculpting up and lifting up more of this area mm -hmm. this would be also a good option for you all right yeah. well as far as i'm concerned i'm, I'm sold mm -hmm. man i think you've hit all the touch points that i i, I was concerned about but yeah okay yeah. so non after having this conversation with dr tristan you actually went there and then on the spot to go and get the treatment done what was your experience like um so the first thing that we did was get some uh numbing cream to be put on my face because there was going to be an ultrasound that was going to be blasting certain layers of uh, un under my skin mm -hmm. and um it was a little bit uncomfortable, i got to tell you. When you say uncomfortable... Well, the numbing cream is a little bit unusual, that sensation, because y your face feels very, very tight. And you can still actually feel stuff. And uh, there was the pressure of the device on my face. And it was because it's on your face, it's pressing down pretty hard on your chin. And Dr. Tan was actually uh, administering the, the procedure. Um, and then you can feel a little bit of heat. And then there is some tingling sensation going on. You can actually get quite sore. But after a while, you just get really used to it i think all in all the whole thing took about 40 minutes really so no, it was around the cheek quick. area mm. under the jaw uh, under the chin yeah and we had dr tan and i were having a conversation through the entire thing i love that that you know you can have a conversation feel relaxed while this thing's going yeah, on it was really good we covered a lot of things all the way up to ufos <laughs> well there you go and you know you're talking about discomfort and stuff like that i mean people go get themselves waxed and uh all sorts yeah. of things massages so yeah. would so you say it's no it worse than any of those i don't know can't say that i've had a waxing done <laughs> so <I> show you? <laughs> <laughs> no it's all right thank you very much but yeah i mean really just lay down had a chat was in and out yeah, before I knew it, it was done. On Under the Knife today, we're sharing our visit to expert aesthetics practitioner, Dr. Tristan Tan, who specializes in non-invasive and minimally invasive procedures using laser technology at his clinic, Da Vinci Medical. All this week, we have been talking to people who have had procedures of all sorts done. Non and I decided to try some treatment of our own. And of course, where did I start with my turn? Asking Dr. Tristan about where we should start. <laughs> and uh, what I needed to do first. Well, most importantly, yes, uh, is to start correcting issues of the skin. Like I actually do notice on uh, the surface of your skin, you have uh, certain forms of skin tone issues and uh, a little bit of uh, dermal freckles. If this is uh, a major concern for you that you use a lot of makeup for coverage, uh, this might actually make your skin uh, more sensitive in the future. So what I do suggest is that to first maybe clean up the skin do a little bit of uh, what we call a Pico Sure Laser to improve the pigmentation and improve the brightening of the skin. That will automatically make you, you know, years younger and yeah, you don't have to rely so much on any uh, makeups or sunblocks or coverage like that. Yeah. The second thing I think that we can start improving is by boosting up the skin because uh, there are areas of where um, there are some dynamic lines, especially when you smile and have expression because this is something that you do a lot in your daily work. Uh, we can help to ease up or smoothen out these lines naturally. You can use skin boosters, what we call biostimulators. 
we can use polynucleotide to enhance the skin collagen production. So this can improve the texture, improve the hydration and the elasticity of the skin. So I would go with these two things first. Uh, will it hurt? Uh, yes, to a certain extent because it does employ a little bit of micro injections. But okay. yeah, we do use numbing and also some form of pain management. As long as you have the soundproof room, I think we'll be fine. <laughs> we have that. <laughs> so, given that I was in the room next to you, either they did have really good soundproofing or it was nowhere near as painful as Doc suggested. <laughs> what was it like? Well, for me, um, they had a fan blowy thing of very cool air mm. as well as the numbing cream. So, numbing cream went on, the procedure was happening, but I had this very cool air blowing. So, it just felt like... You know when you're on the beach and there's a really strong wind and you kind of get sand in, in your face? Oh, yeah. A kind of like a sand sting? Oh, okay. That was like the extent of it, oh, really, for me. Yeah. Okay. Um, what was very interesting to me was, he's right. A, we work in a studio that's super cold, so our skin gets very dry. Yeah. And B, as a woman, when you get older and you are wearing something like foundation, if you've got very strong... Um, laughter lines or anything like that. Yep. You find that the foundation actually likes to sit inside those cracks. Oh, I see. So it kind of makes you feel very self-conscious. Right. So I was very glad to be able to try this out and see how my skin starts to renew and change because it's not like overnight you get it done and then bam, you know, you look like 20 years younger. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. It's sort of like the skin gets rebooted, so to speak. Okay. Uh, I did have redness right afterwards. Okay. But it was gone within a matter of a couple of hours. Oh, fantastic. Excellent. Um, and we can see the results on, on the, our socials, right? Y yours have been put up, I think. Well, the procedure's been put up, but I think yeah. I'm going to be sharing um, what happens over uh, you know the next couple of weeks with my skin. And I'm also going to go back to Dr. Tristan yeah. to get a secondary one. Because remember he said... Go slow. Yes. And so I'm going slow, keeping within my budget, and I'm just going to get on this journey and see, you know, where okay. it takes me. Yeah, I need to. I need to be posting my progress up as well. Uh, I have a follow up coming up in a few weeks' time. Also, ah, I forgot to mention, I actually got some Botox shots done. Oh, mm. those can be a bit of a bite, like a you know fire. There was bite. definitely that, and honestly, I didn't think I was going to. So, if you're curious to know how that turned out, you've got to check out our socials. <laughs> We're going to follow Non's four headlines <laughs> as they disappear. Appear. <laughs>